All right, guys, growing your wellness business doesn't have to mean working around the clock and feeling exhausted. So welcome to the Healthy Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Feldman, and I have been in your shoes. I've been in the wellness space for over nine years, and I know what it feels like to feel overwhelmed. I took my wellness business from 13K that first year and feeling fried and exhausted to over six figures. Now I'm a business coach for health and wellness professionals just like you, and I create done-for-you content and programs to help you save time and money so you can spend more time nailing down your niche, understanding your buyer avatar, attracting your ideal client, and building your business from the ground up the right way. So sit down and let's get started. Hey there, guys. I'm so pumped that you're back at the Healthy Hustle podcast. I asked my good friend Mel to come on and talk about her business, how she got started, how she discovered her niche and got really refined in her messaging, which does not happen overnight. So I don't care if you're a brand new coach or you've been around the block. It's always great to hear from another person's behind the scenes. So Mel, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Rachel. I'm thrilled to be here and thrilled to talk about this process because with my fellow coaches, it is a journey building your business for sure. Yeah. And I think everyone, everyone thinks that if they just follow this one process that it's going to be perfect. And it's like, we go through a lot of changes with our niche, with our ideal client, with our messaging. So tell me a little about how you decided to become a health coach. And I know you're a functional medicine practitioner as well now. Trying to summarize this in a nutshell, I have a master's in traditional Chinese medicine. I was originally 20 years ago, an acupuncturist, but then I got married. We moved around a lot, had kids and just, it was hard to establish a practice when we moved around a lot. So I loved it. My passion, but you know, right. became mom. So became a Pilates trainer and I got really good at that and had a pretty successful career doing that. Always wanted to get back to health coaching. I knew I didn't want to do acupuncture. I wanted to do more of the, the virtual, the lab testing. So I got uh, my precision nutrition certification and my functional diagnostic nutrition certification. So I'm an FDN, which is basically the core, I would say of my practice. And my goal is to work with as many people as possible, but women are my jam over 40 is my jam. <laughs> well, and I love that right there. You're, you're getting specific. I mean, I think when we know our ideal client, and we know who they are, what their day looks like, all of their problems that they deal with, and we narrow it down. It's like, that's when we have that profitable business. It's tough though, because I worked at a gym where I had professional athletes come to me for services. I had 20 year olds come to me for services. In the beginning, I was just excited to take anybody. And, you know, like I kind of still am in a way, but I'm getting better and better at, you know, narrowing down my messaging. And now that I'm really niched down, but you want to take everybody and you're excited to, but then you're like, what am I supposed to say? Like, you know, athletes and 20 year olds come see me. I mean, that's not a niche, you know, that's, yeah. that's specific. That's not really talking to your clients. So it, it, it was a journey. It definitely was. But I do think, I mean, I can remember having Rachel's wellness and, being in that stage of my business where I didn't yet choose, I wasn't so clear on like who I was really meant to work with. And I think in the beginning, there is this trial in this process of a niche. I know that I had done emotional eating and binge eating and that just it, I was attracting this person who was coming out of 
inpatient hospitalization. And it just was too overwhelming for me. And I tried that niche and I tried more of a mindset kind of coach, but it always came back to me for the gut stuff. And it was like, as I got more clear on what I wanted to be known for, but really specifically, and you and I were talking about this right before we recorded, what the problem is that our client actually has. That took me two years. And that was going to be that breaking point where I quit because I I kept saying things like, I'm a digestive health coach and not hearing what people's real problem were. I knew the symptoms, but that's different from the problem and why that person buys. Or why they think they have a problem, right? They come to you for what they think is a problem, not what you think their problem is. And that's, I think, a tricky part to really understand when you're niching out is, you know, I want to optimize your health in all ways, but people aren't coming to me saying, I really want to optimize my health. (laughs) They're coming to you for a specific problem. So what was that transition where you went from really seeing a lot of different kinds of people to more specific? I know that you also see men in your practice as well. I do. I do. And that's, I would say that's primarily because of my extensive background in fitness and the performing, the human performance center gym that I work at. And so I know some professional athletes that, that have just naturally come to me for stuff, but what happened really when I first started and I had all different types of people coming, I really was trying to be like, okay, a little bit of gut health, a little bit of hormone health. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do hormones, you know, happy hormones. And, and I still love hormones. I mean, hormones is the foundation of so much work that I do. Then I was starting to get woman after woman coming to me and they were their first thing out of their mouth was I've gained weight or I can't seem to lose the weight or I used to be able to do all these things and was this weight and now what I'm doing doesn't work anymore and I can't lose weight and probably about the fifth or sixth uh, discovery call that I had I was like okay I'm listening this is a niche this is a niche and because it's people's you know pain point that brings them in to see me. And then we know as health coaches, we're going to work on gut health. We're going to work on lead them down the path that they need. It's like attract them with what they want, lead them down the path they need. And And that was hard for me, Rachel, because there's a stigma with weight loss with the kind of anti-diet culture in the fitness world. There's just a little bit of a stigma with weight loss, right? So I kind of come to it as we all deserve to be a healthy weight. We know that metabolic health, especially in today's day and age is more and more important. Obesity rates are rising. It took all those things, you know, it's in your messaging that you actually show that, that you're not just like a trendy, you know, detox weight loss plan or whatever, but it was, it was triggering for me to even choose it because of, you know, it can have kind of a connotation. What was that moment that like pushed you to just say this? I know this is what I meant to do. I guess it was about that fifth or sixth client in a row Right. Uh, I had a couple of months and, and, and they said, you know, I'm here for weight loss. And I thought I've spent my whole life, either professionally dancing, teaching Pilates or uh, people optimizing health. And I just was like, this is it. This is it. Cause I can do everything else under this category, right. but it's still niched down. It's still specific. And it's a pain point that people feel. And let's be honest, sometimes vanity can bring people into holistic health just because I had horrible acne as a kid, teenager, and that's what got me into holistic health. Yes, I had digestive problems. Of course, we know it's related, but do you know what really got me into it was the vanity of having acne on my skin. So it's kind of like whatever brings people in so that I can help them at a a deeper, you know, transformative level. What helped you? I mean, I think the biggest question that every coach always has is how do I stand out from the rest? 
What has helped you to formulate this like system and this process that you have? I would say speaking from the heart first and foremost, and making sure that people understand that you understand the plight, either because you can speak the language of how they describe their problem or because you've had that problem yourself. So I've struggled with my own weight multiple times throughout my life. I've never been extremely overweight, but I've definitely struggled with my weight. I definitely understand what it's like to have that middle spread over 40, but also I've had all the symptoms that kind of coincide with weight gain, which, you know, hormonal issues, acne, bloating, gas, major digestive problems, and that's speaking their language, I think. And I'm still working on getting better with messaging. And then I think one of the things that stand out with me besides my Chinese medicine background and my deep herbal knowledge is, is the emotional aspect. And that I'm really trying to coach people with a moderation lifestyle without counting calories, but also being mindful of food sensitivities and kind of bridging the gap between you can't have gluten, dairy, and all these things, but intuitive eating, eat whatever you want and kind of trying to bridge that food psychology with actionable functional nutrition, I think is where I'm trying to stand out in the industry as well. And then, which every coach always says, they're like, how do you package your brilliance? What have you found that's really worked to package your offers? Because I know you do testing as well. Yes. So becoming a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, FDN was life-changing because I can run lab tests as well. And so that has been, (laughs) exactly. And honestly, I have to say that has been a game changer because I was, I had definitely utilized, you know, your programs and done health coaching. I didn't have my acupuncture license. I wasn't doing that, but you know, for a few years, but when I got my FDN and was able to give actionable data to give to clients, it revitalized interest in what I do. And people saw me for more than just a Pilates trainer who has this, you know, weird herbal medicine background, right? It was very actionable. So that really helped offering labs because that's our starting place and we get labs and then we apply the FDN principles of dress, diet, rest, exercise, stress, relief, and supplementation. And each of those categories have, you know, obviously a ton of nuance. Right. And then working with a system called Moderation 365, which is a coaching system uh, created by Jill Coleman. And it is about navigate tactical tools to navigate the middle with food and food psychology. Wow. So I like to start people with that right away instead of going with the food sensitivities, cutting things out. We start off with what does navigating the middle look like? And it's trying to end food obsession. It's trying to end the yo-yo dieting and really be in the moment with what our food choices are. It's a little more tactical than intuitive eating though. There's more actionable steps. So I'd say those foundational processes in my system, I think make it pretty unique. And then it's the follow-up coaching. It's moving on into nutrition, protein, fat, and fiber. Your PFF is your BFF. (laughs) all these, all these little things, and then creating metabolic flexibility in people. So it's not, yes, we know calorie deprivation can make you lose weight, but if you are always in a deficit and you have, as you know, Rachel, if your adrenals are shot, if you have hormonal imbalances, it's going to provide this metabolic chaos. So we want to provide metabolic flexibility where we have low caloric times and then regular caloric times. And without even being too anal about caloric counting, we're just letting the metabolism become flexible, not fast, but flexible. So that's another focus of the program. And then optimizing adrenals, gut health, mineral, all that, all of that, so that you can have 
the best shot at your metabolism. My program is called metabolism reboot for a reason. You want to be able to have a metabolism that could handle whatever life throws at you. And that's having all of everything function properly. I mean, let's even talk about just, you know, hormones and weight. And do you think that a lot of the clarity with your niche was also that you got to a different age and you were attracting women where this was their biggest pain point? And it was affecting them confidence and intimacy and at work and all things. Every aspect, when you start to gain weight, especially a lot of these women that were coming to me were relatively kind of had not too many issues with their weight for twenties and thirties. Right. Or maybe they had kids and then never really regained themselves since then, but they're not focused on it. After 40, there is a big shift. There can be a big shift, I should say. And there's many, many reasons for it. You know, our fluctuating hormones uh, starting to go into pre perimenopause, you know, you can have estrogen dominance, you can have progesterone, you know, all of the different day I sit there and I go, okay, is it estrogen dominance today? Have I had enough progesterone? What the hell is going on? <laughs> exactly. So it, it's complicated and it needs to be individualized and customized for sure. And, and it can fluctuate within individual people, but there are some non-negotiables. And I think getting the foundations down is really important when you're over 40 because you don't sleep, your hormones are whack and your cravings are up. If you're not drinking enough water, you're going to get dehydrated headaches. You know, you're what you used to be able to get away with your body's like tap, tap, tap. So, you know, your monthly cycles almost like punish you more when you're not on track. So we get those foundations down first, mm. you know, how your sleep, are you moving enough? What's your water intake before we even tackle the nutrition side, even what and is your nutrition philosophy with your, with your coaching. That's, that's a really good question. First of all, I think it should be customized because no perfect plan means anything if the person can't adhere to it. Right. I tend to have the protein, fat, and fiber sort of mantra. Like I said before that your PFF is your BFF. So really prioritizing protein, especially with women over 40, prioritizing protein at every meal, making sure you're getting enough fiber. But if you have gut issues, we have to get gentle fiber, right? Fiber that's not going to blast you out and then healthy fats and then carb timing, perhaps if significant weight loss is an issue. So maybe nutrient dense carbs after working out or more in the evening, you know, it's not a no carb. I don't, I don't necessarily, you know, recommend keto, but it's, it's individualized to the person and what we think they can do. More like carb cycling based on that individual person, because I think that's when I think about anti-diet, I think when we can really learn to master our blood sugar, which I know for me has always been an issue in my life, hypoglycemic, high sugars, totally correlated to my adrenals and my overdue kind of personality, which I will say this past two years has been such a B-I-T-C-H, but it brought me to my knees on seeing the level of care that I need in my 40s. I just turned 47 and I thought, wow, this last two years, I've needed to take care of myself so differently from what I've done before. Absolutely. I'm 45 and I hear you. I hear these last two years have been a mirror up, up to, you know, what you need to do in order to thrive a hundred percent. And so it's not about deprivation. It's not about extremes, but it's about tactical and finding what works for you exactly. And your lifestyle. And I mean, I always say if cortisol levels are really high, there's going to be weight. There's just no way to have these cortisol levels that are skyrocketing without affecting your blood sugar. 
what kind of packaging do you do for a person that's kind of coming to you with 20 different problems? They've got blood sugar, they've got hormonal issues, cortisol level, gut. Do you have a nice way of kind of pulling apart these different issues or do you really focus them first on the foundation no matter what? I focus them first on the foundation, no matter what, because quite often if they're that askew, so to speak, their foundations are off first and foremost, if I throw, so my result sessions for my labs are 90 minutes, but if I, and we go over everything, we kind of go over like big picture stuff, but if I have them implement everything that we're going to be doing in the next six months, it would be too much for them. Right. So it has to be tactical, which is why really, I don't like working with anyone less than three months and six months is ideal. Really right now I have two programs I'm dealing with metabolism reboot and then total transformation. I'm looking to fuse them and just have one because I know what it takes. I know the time that it takes to at least get minimal or not minimal results, but to get enough results so that they could potentially move on on their own because they, they learn all the tools. But I would say the testing, you have to get your adrenals because when you are either depleted or skyrocketing cortisol, for example, no amount of protocol is really going to work. I mean, yeah. it's sort of like a foundation. I've, I've been in that place. I mean, I would say last year I went through and I saw a lot of entrepreneurs all over Instagram, all over YouTube talking about burnout. I think everyone just through that uncertain time, we won't even say the word, but that uncertain time just did a lot of pivoting and pivoting requires a lot of thinking and a lot of doing. And I know that I put myself into an overdoing tizzy and got to that place where like nothing was working. And it was one of my writers, one of my hormone writers said to me, you know, you've got to just really pull back and take care of your adrenals. Like don't work out, maybe a little yoga, some stretching. And I'm not a yoga girl, but I heeded her advice because I was hiring all these doctors. I was hiring all these different people and nothing was really working. It's not like they were misdiagnosing or not giving you proper advice. It was your body is in flight or flight mode. They can't do anything else. So I would say adrenals are are one of the most foundational besides getting those lifestyle habit foundational pieces for sure. And then when you're overtaxed with stress, you're not going to be able to detox properly, but you also make sure your detox channels can open. So making sure you're pooping every day and sweating and all of those good things before we do a gut protocol. Right. Right. I mean, so those are like getting your body actually prepped to be able to detoxify. Right. And so, you know, within the program, you know, and I'm working on, I'm still working on developing, you know, video tutorials. When you first go with me right now, everything is done, you know, one-on-one, but there's, you know, I've got so many more ideas to like create even better, even more of a system for yourself. Exactly. And when you create that system, all of a sudden you can take on more people. Exactly. So that is sort of the next step for me, I would say from a business standpoint is getting some system in place where I have, you know, you're going to watch this video before we meet and, you know, recognizing what we have to do either way, whether I've got this fancy video for you to watch first, or we're doing everything in, in live sessions. One-on-one is get your basics, get your adrenals, get your detox pathways open. And then, okay. What's your stool test like? you know, balancing your minerals and all of that. So it, it really depends on the person, which is why I still work mostly one-on-one to customize. I hope to, and I have, I've run, like I've, 
I love your sugar detox. I have it. I've run it, you know, little, little group programs like that. But when I'm doing testing, I haven't quite gotten to a space where I've done group with testing. I've done a little bit, but I still think one-on-one just to kind of get that customizable. What do they need first? What do they need second? Because some people's detox pathways are great. You can skip over that part. You know, I mean, you want to make sure it's, they understand and they're educated on it, but you can skip that step for some people that takes two, three weeks to get that going for them. Right. Right. So, I mean, let me ask you something and you don't need to go into your specific pricing, but what was your struggle on actually pricing your programs? Because we all see everyone price and we say all these wonderful things, but what behind the scenes did money issues come up, self-worth issues? What were some of the things that kind of, you know, come to light when you are putting a number on that stuff? This is such a great question. I have to say that I have had so many good business mentors and influences in my life that have helped me to come to the point where I am now and I'm still a work in progress. I've been in the fitness industry and health industry 20 years, but I'm two years into my FDN business specifically with the lab testing. So between you and your products, I've worked with Anna Renderer and Vito Lafada on their business. I've worked Kinder Perry and I listen to you know other podcasts. It really, It's really a big sticking point for everyone is why I'm saying this is knowing what you're worth. I started off with figuring out what I wanted my hourly rate to be, how long it would take me to do yeah. most things, knowing that in the beginning it was going to take me a little longer. And sort you of- have to, I always say this, you have to know your hourly rate. Yes. I mean, it's just a no brainer. Yes. And that's hard to do at first because yeah. I know my hourly trainer rate, which varies if it's at a gym or if it's at someone's house, because it's right. higher if it's someone's house, but you, so you figure out that rate. And then, but then you also, in the beginning, you take so much longer to do everything. You're like, okay, well, I'm going to kind of give a few hours <laughs> for free, you know, cause I know that that's because of my, my newbiness, my over my over-delivering. Yeah. Right. Like, so you just, uh, or just, it just took me so long to do test interpretations. Like everything took so yeah. long in the beginning. and, you know, obviously getting systems. That's why I've, I've invested in so many different business courses and, and mentors because I'm trying to get better and better at that. Cause you know, if you've never been a business owner, you don't have those practices in place. And then obviously the tests of the lab, the costs of the labs I've always included. And then every, I would say maybe three times a year, I raised my prices. And that usually was when I had a handful of clients, always at the beginning of the year, sometimes in the summer, and then potentially in the fall. Now that could be a small increment. It could be tweaking what lab tests I decided to do, how many sessions. At first I gave like 20 sessions, my first, my biggest package and realized that that was like too much. Then I narrowed it down and then I'm like, that's not enough, you know, and you also get better at coaching. So go with the process. I love that you just said that because I think that you get better at coaching is such a big thing. We think that it's going to be just perfect in the beginning. And that fear of perfect often stops somebody from coaching. I mean, I remember the first time that I went to meet somebody for coaching and I had this binder of handouts and they were falling all over the place. I didn't even know like the structure of my session. I had no idea, but I was like, I'm going to figure this out. And it, and it pushed me to actually create those systems because that that pain of not knowing what how you're going to run a session or what are the things that you're going to talk about or that system that you've even described it's like this is where we start this is the next step this is the next step we follow this this protocol this dress protocol and it gives a guide for analyzing 
it was, it forced me to really get programs in place and also to really understand what I believed. What I believed is that you needed to detox first before you could fix your gut. Like, so my process was always that process. And I think when we narrow that down and we coach, even if we are coaching as, as just doing sessions for free with friends and family to practice, like we have to get those coaching skills together. You're so right, Rachel, because it, it's overwhelming at first. You're going to feel, no matter how much train you have, I think you're just going to feel yeah. potentially awkward. I mean, I was good at asking, how do you feel? Any improvements? What have been your struggles? How are the supplements going? Let's look at your protocol. Like that part's good. Like that's 10, 15 minutes, unless they're a real big talker. You, know? <laughs> you have to watch out for those. 45. <laughs> right. I know. I know. And right now my coaching sessions are 30 minutes, but I allow for 45, almost always run over, but I have a buffer, but I don't make them 45 because then I feel like they're going to run into an hour and we really want to keep it succinct. Yeah. However, so back to the, the newbiness, it's it's overwhelming. And, and I liked doing, so going through Jill Coleman's up moderation 365 because it gave me a framework for the for the food coaching aspect, the, the emotional aspect of it. You know, using your handouts is so helpful for guidelines and 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 you know, people always like handouts, even just you know, something to look at visually and to be able to connect with a client though, that's where I think the real skill set comes in and it takes time. You just have to do it. That I think that has to go through to get to that place where you're hearing, you can't have the inner chatter going on because if the inner chatter is going on and the, I don't know what I'm doing is going on and the inner critic and all of those things, it's impossible. And you become that coach. That's like, here, we're talking about this, then this, then this, and this, and there's no flow. Good point. You and know, then there's no intuitive responses because I think that's the part where coaching comes into play is really being able to feel what somebody is going through and listening. I always have a rule when I do a discovery call or when I would be working with somebody, how many times they would repeat a certain word or a certain problem. And I would always count them. And I would say, you know, maybe you didn't realize but you didn't even include on the form that this was a problem. And yet you've mentioned this six times. And so really listening and being able to pull out coach, being able to pull out the very areas that are, you know, clients don't always say within themselves. Such a good point. Drop into your heart center, try to eliminate the chatter, listen a lot. And then what I have improved upon lately is asking questions instead of giving advice, mm-hmm. right? So we have our protocol, we can check in on that, blah, blah, blah. But then when we kind of dip down into that heart-centered, how are they doing? What struggles are they having? Listen more, which is hard for coaches to do, because I think we want to keep regurgitating information and facts and knowledge and information, listen more, and then ask questions to get them to uncover their, like, let's just say mental blocks or have that aha moment. Yes, to have their own aha moment. And I'm really starting to ask more questions and let them uncover things. And then at the end, maybe summarize when we're handling emotional aspects. And that's been kind of a new coaching win for me. (laughs) What are some of the questions that you have infused into your coaching sessions? I would say it's more about the topic that they're speaking about. Like I had a client and we're working with her through food obsession kind of issues, right. And really being hard on herself. So she's saying, you know, 
I just feel like I've been so lazy. I just, I just can't get off rock. I can't get, I can't get out for a walk. And I just, I'm in this, I'm all or nothing, you know? And I said, okay, well, what would it, what would it feel like if you told yourself they you don't have to be all or nothing? Well, I mean, it would feel like I would not feel as hard on myself. And I, you know, kind of, I said, what would it feel like if you were happy with one walk a week? And you didn't try to think, right. well, I don't have 10, five walks a week, you know? So I kind of just, well, it'd be good. It would like be a relief. Okay. So what is stopping you from scheduling one walk this week? You know, I, I kind of, this, that was the way I was going. So I, I take what they're saying and then I try to reframe it and ask questions to get them to okay. dig. Well, isn't that crazy? Whether I've worked with a coach or whether I've been therapy, it's like, it just takes a person reframing something. And then you are sitting there going, I can't believe I just said, I don't have any time for this. I know my self-worth and self-esteem issues that I struggled with for a long time really impacted my self-care. And so when there are times that I get like squirrely, which I think we all get, we just don't talk about as much. When I get squirrely, I would see all of a sudden those self-care kind of habits go down. And it wasn't until I sat there and it came out of my mouth, like, I'm not committing to this. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. And it was just a person like reframing and said, well, what if you actually gave yourself a break? And didn't feel like you had this long to-do list and just said, well, here's one hour of my day. And then the person was like, and when do you think you could actually schedule that one hour a day? What's realistic? And it came from you. She was just prompting the questions yeah. of you. And that's where I think good coaching comes in. That's what kind of my new focus now is, is framing the question, make it yeah. into a question. Helping like, that person to see that this is just old garbage. Yes. Instead of saying this is old mindset stuff, but going, but making them come to that conclusion by the, by the questioning. Right. I love it. I love it. I would say before we wrap up, what would be your biggest advice to that coach who maybe she or he or five years into their business and they're still struggling or that brand new coach, just that person who hasn't figured it out yet out of probably out of their own fear but hasn't figured it out. I would say first progress over perfection. So your niche, I get it. You might have so many different ideas or you want to be considered, you know, like I didn't want to do weight loss. I want to be considered more serious, you know, but just pick something and it's okay down down the road to change it, pick something and get into the shoes of that person and really do the work, whether you invest in business coaching, which I really, really recommend, or just do your own work on your own avatar, really get into the, the, the yeah. feed of that person to try to speak their language. I think that's number one. Also, you got to do all the things. I mean, I'm a single mom. I'm super busy. I have limited time in the afternoon driving around, but I try to do what's my one actionable thing today or my two actionable things this week that'll move the needle. And that's being consistent on social media, reaching out sometimes in person, getting out there and practicing speaking and writing to your email list and just start doing progress over perfection, I would say. And And what's so interesting is you just nailed down the basics, the foundation. And so not only does it seem like this is something that you do with your clients, but it's something that you've learned to do in business to really get those basics set first. So you can build off of that. Just barely, like just recently. I mean, I've, 
I've held help. I've had help along the way since the beginning, but it can take one or two years to even get your niche down and kind of feel like you're not completely overwhelmed with what it's like to be a health coach or, and seen, or seen everyone under the sun. Exactly. And then, so finally I'm like, okay, I have, a, I have, I mean, I'm still in a business course right now, but I know what I need to get done. And I know what my goals are with the business in terms of my getting better messaging, getting better marketing. And I know all of that. And that's really helpful. And I would say, you know, Rachel, your done for you stuff has so helpful and it, it really takes a lot of the workout. Now, trust me, I always make it my own. I edit, I get in there, you know, I definitely don't just send it out as is, but it has been really helpful when time is a commodity. Always the enemy, because I think, I, especially if you're doing this part-time or yeah. you're a single mom or you're just busy in life or you've got an, you know, a health issue, it's like, it's just time is always the enemy. And I think that's why what I love, you broke down so step-by-step and so easily pretty much your business. And you're behind the scenes because I know any coach who is saying, how is this possible? How am I going to do this? It's most important is to do it and to do it without perfection. And consistency. And if that consistency means one email a month and three posts a week, that's good. You know, I mean, that's something, but, but consistency and it will get easier. And I just, you know, one step in front of the other one, one foot in front of the other, just, just keep plugging along is really my best advice. Cause I have to forgive myself for not getting to my to-do list all the time, but <laughs> mom, you get it like, Oh, she had braces. She was in pain for four days. She needed coddling. She had TLC. Gotta put that to-do list out the window, you know, yep. and just move on. I, mean, I always prioritize serving my clients, you know, making sure their sessions and their follow I mean, all the have tos are done, but in yep. terms of building the business, which is this more like out there to-do list that never ends. Like you guys, yeah. it's never going to end. Your to-do list will never end. <laughs> so, so it's okay if something gets pushed to the next day, because it'll be there. It'll be there for 10 right. more years. <laughs> It's just about learning how to refine the process. I think that's the biggest thing is what really saved me and made, helped me make money even in that year one when I was charging so under my worth. I don't even know how I made 13,000. So I was charging 197 for a month. Oh man. It was crazy. So anyway, talk about money mindset issues. Back then that I really got myself into being consistent, got myself into being consistent on social media, made sure I was sending newsletter, like really not even the blog thing. I mean, I think I decided I'm going to blog once a week, like very simple, but I made sure that each of those pillars were set because I knew that I would be able to build off of that. Absolutely. You just got to start somewhere. And again, like I purchased your 30 days of blog posts and usually just completely added or gutted or whatever, but it was a strong, some reason having that in front of me was like, okay, I'm tackling it. Yes. Yeah. It's a template. And I think that's what we give our clients as well. When we're coaching with them, we're giving them templates for their success and helping them to find that individual blueprint. Which is one more thing I want to say, and that's been finding your coaching is to make it more simple for your clients because you want it more simple when you're trying to learn your business. You know, the the best business coaching gives you step-by-step and doesn't give you it all at once and refines it. We have to do that for our clients and we just have to. And and that's been a learning lesson because, you know, you want to give them value and give them everything (laughs) and they're overwhelmed and we'll do nothing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I can't tell you how many times I made that mistake, but it was, it was in then learning that I was overgiving because I wanted to fix everything so fast, but learning that it's like, 
human nature and human behavior is not that way. Right. You have to learn how people learn and how people make adaptations uh, and changes to their habits and lifestyle. And I'm still learning that. I'm, I'm a work in progress. I mean, I love this conversation because I'm, I'm actually kind of uh, looking at where I've come and how far I've come. It's been nice. It's been kind of like, wow, I have come a long way in two years slash 20 years. Cause, but then I know where I, I want to go. And I know what I'm working on. And so just always know where you're going, where you're, what you're working on, but it's going to be progress over perfection because that's just life. And I would say the biggest advice and then we'll close is if you're struggling with your own health issues or how to coach, hire a coach. Yes. Sometimes it doesn't even have to be a business coach. It's like sometimes you just need to learn how to take care of your health issues and how somebody else is approaching that process with a person and to be on the other side as a client. You're right. Absolutely. If you, if you need a health practitioner coach, if you need a mentor in the actual work of what you're doing to help your, or if you want a business coach, any, any, and all of that is a highly recommend. And then done for you programs to help out and start somewhere. So you're not totally blank slating everything because you will put your own spice into everything. You will end up turning into the adrenal fatigued woman (laughs) or a guy. (laughs) Because you're not going to help anybody. Put your oxygen mask on yourself first, or else you're not going to help anybody, right? But don't be afraid to talk about your problems out loud in social media. Oh, my gut flared up today. They want to know you're human. You don't need to be this perfection, you know? That was one of the biggest assets that I learned always is just to be transparent in my own issues and not not to have that fear that I needed to be perfect with my health issues because that took time. That took time to get sick. It took time to get well. You're great at that. You're always talking real about your health issues. And I'm trying to get more real about my health issues because I think the most successful coaches and practitioners out there are, they, they're more transparent. Yeah. You don't, well, you don't want to go to somebody that has no issues or never had, or is perfect. That's, (laughs) you know what I mean? I mean, you want someone who's working on their health and takes it seriously, but you, you, you can't relate to someone. It's like, you don't want someone who has like this perfect body training necessarily with fitness. Like they may never understand what it was like to have to gain or lose 10 pounds, you know? It's such good points. Can you tell everyone, I love following your Instagram. Can you tell everyone where you are on Instagram? Yes. Okay. So on Instagram, I am Mel Rogers wellness. That's Rogers with no D M E L R O G E R S Mel Rogers wellness. And then my website's melrogers.com. And from both those sites, I have a link to a free 30 minute enrollment call. If you're interested in ever working with me, but there's all kinds of fun stuff on there and you can follow tips and tricks and things like that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. Guys, make sure you go back and listen to this episode. It was raw. It was real. Talking about the truth of what it takes to build your business. But most importantly, progress, not perfection was the theme. Thank you, Rachel, (laughs) so much for having me. This was a blast. All right, guys, take it easy and see you next time. All right, guys, that is all for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. While you're there, it would mean the world to me if you take just a few seconds and leave me an honest review. Truth is, I love honesty. Your reviews help me to reach even more health coaches and wellness professionals who are ready to explode their business and want the truth in this non-BS approach. 
You can find all the links and the information mentioned in this episode at www.rachelafeldman.com backslash podcast. All right, so don't forget to tag me on Instagram at Rachel A. Feldman and let me know what was your favorite part of the episode. This will help me to create even better content for you, bring on awesome peeps to tell you the truth about how they built their business, plus other speakers to help you take your business to the top without overwhelm. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys soon.